In this podcast, Overdrive columnist Kevin Rutherford tells owner-operators how tactics and strategies lead to effective goal setting, thereby improving their business and personal lives. Rutherford, a small fleet owner and former owner-operator accountant, was speaking at Overdrive's Partners in Business seminar at the Great American Trucking Show in Dallas. Overdrive thanks sponsors Firestone, Rider Vehicle Systems, and Shell Rotella for making its Partners in Business program possible. All right, so let's talk about goal setting real quick. Speaking of Larry Winget, Larry just, I've, I've been reading Larry's books for a couple years. We're really excited about having him come out to our event this year. Larry came up with a program called A Year of Success. One of the things that I've found over the years is that I tend to get sidetracked. I'll start off with a great set of goals. I've got a plan. I'm going to work through it. And then life happens, right? Yeah. We wake up tomorrow and it wasn't exactly like we thought it was going to be in our plan. You know, we didn't have two hours in the morning because, oops, the truck won't start, right? Uh-oh, schedule changed. We have to be somewhere earlier than we thought. We didn't get out and walk the mile we thought we were. That kind of stuff happens. Human nature, don't beat yourself up over it, but you have to stay on top of it. So I've found tools over the years that help me stay focused, that keep me accountable. This is one of them that I found. Go to mygages.com when you get a chance, and you'll see a link on there. This isn't my program. It's Larry's program that he put together with four other really good authors. One of the authors is about communication, customer service kind of stuff. Um, one of them is on, on planning. So four authors, it's like 100 bucks or $107 or something for the whole year, 127 maybe, for the whole year, and every week, you get a new lesson, you get a video, two or three steps that you need to do that week and some follow-up material. It keeps you going every week. It keeps me, I'm doing it right now. And what, what happens is whenever you join up, you, your year starts and you'll get that lesson once a week. So I'm on like week four right now and I really love the way they've done this. So go check that out when you get a chance. The other thing I want you to do when it comes to goal setting, how many of you are listening to audiobooks on a regular basis? What about the rest of you? You guys are drivers, right? <laughs> right? I am in the right room. I did that once. I walked into the wrong room. I was giving a seminar. Nobody knew what I was talking about. So you, you are drivers. So how many hours a week? Somebody do the math. How many hours a week? do you have that you could be listening and learning? 70, that's the easy answer, right? Yeah, that's the easy answer. The government tells us how many hours we have. We have 70 hours to listen. And you're not listening? Yeah. <laughs> you don't work 70 hours anymore because you started listening a long time ago. Listen to audiobooks is absolutely the biggest tool you have. I started doing it 20 some years ago, and I tell people, I've said this a thousand times, it is the number one thing that changed my life completely. And back then, there wasn't audible.com and mp3s and smartphones. I mean, it, was, it wasn't eight tracks exactly, but it was cassettes. <laughs> and, you know, they were outrageously expensive to buy, but libraries had them. And I literally cleaned out every library in about a 200-mile radius from my home 
of every audio book they had that I could get my hands on that might teach me something. Why not? I was driving 10 or 11 hours a day. I don't care if I listened to a book that was 15 hours long and it was horrible and I listened to a lot of them like that. But I got one good idea out of it. Did I waste my time? No, because I was driving anyway. Who cares? Start listening. There are thousands and thousands of books on goal setting. I, I will give you one of my favorite authors when it comes to goal setting just because he's really entertaining. He's been doing it for a very long time and he's got a ton of programs. Pick any of them and just listen to one. Zig Ziglar. Yeah. Just great stuff on goal setting, really entertaining. Great way to get started. So there's one of your habits. Because in order to change the things you've either been doing every day that haven't been working for you, or to create new habits every day so that things do start working for you, this is what we're talking about. So get into the habit of listening to audiobooks. Don't worry about the cost. If, if things are really tight right now, go to the library and get them. If they're not tight and you've got some room in the budget, how many of you know that you could download an audiobook right now and be listening to it in about 30 seconds? Right where you're sitting. That's what technology is today. I was driving 200 miles to go check out audiobooks on cassette, listening to them and driving back to take them back, to take them back again. Today, you pull out your smartphone, you go, eh, that looks like a good one. I'll take that. Let me give you another two websites, audible.com. At audible.com, you can get a subscription for like $24.95, $19.95. I don't know the prices. And they'll give you two audiobooks every month. Then you can buy more at a discount. Some audiobooks are $60 and $70 for one audiobook. But if you're on the subscription, it just counts as one credit. And you get two credits every month. So no matter what the price of the audiobooks, you get to pick any two you want. So you pick the two really expensive books you want to read, and then you buy the cheaper ones with the discount. There's another one, audiobooks.com. They have an interesting model. It's, again, $19 a month or a flat fee, whatever it is, and you can listen to as many of their books as you want. But you don't download them, you have to stream them. So you do need to make sure you've got a connection and you, if you're driving, you might drop your connection once in a while. I belong to both and I have for a long time. Set a goal to listen to at least one per month. Is that asking too much? I really should change that to a week, but, but at least one audiobook a month. Now, how many of you have never listened to an audiobook while you're driving? Bunch of you, right? So if you listen to one a month, how many will you have by the next time we, we come and do this again next year? You think you might learn a few things? Would it be worth it? Let's start changing those daily habits. All right, when it comes to accounting, here's the first thing you have to do. Remember, right now we're building our strategy. The last screen, that was a big piece of the strategy. Do you have that? Can you see how that's the big picture stuff? I'm going to start looking and listening to audiobooks, right? That's big picture. You need to go figure out the details now. This one is really important. Don't skip this. I want you to decide right now, and you can change your mind later, 
But I want you to decide right now how you're going to handle your accounting. How many of you have a profit and loss current last month's profit and loss that if you needed to, you could put your hands on and say, here's what I made last month and here's what I spent? Never changes. It's usually less than 10% of the room. I don't get it. I don't know how anybody thinks you can run a business without one piece of paper. One piece of paper a month can change your entire business. Two great alternatives for you to use here in the room. ATBS, this is what they do. They crank this stuff out. They'll explain it to you. They'll handle it all. You turn over your receipts. You decide, look, I, I don't like numbers. I don't like receipts. I'm not going to do this, but I have to have those numbers. You send it all to them. They produce that report, send it to you. You call them and say, explain this to me. And it's the same thing. You're going to learn it over time. You're not going to learn it overnight. But it's like rates and lanes. Get started now. Because I can tell you, you're in business. I saw the hands go up, owner-operators. You are way behind the curve already. You should have known this stuff before you got into business. So you're way behind the curve on the accounting side if you don't have a profit and loss every month. And if you don't understand it. So if you have one, but you, you go, well, I could look at it, but it's just a bunch of numbers to me. You're just as far behind the curve. So decide. We have accounting software. You'll see it at mygages.com. You do some of the work yourself, you'll get the same report. Decide right now which one's for you. And then move on. Because make the decision and do it. But I want you to decide you're not going to work one more month on a business where you don't even know what the hell's going on. Make the decision right now and don't let it go seven days without doing something with it. Understanding rates and lanes. How many of you belong to any of the load boards? Okay. Of the people that just raised their hand and you belong to a load board, how many of you don't really need that load board because you're not using it to find loads? Some of you are you're kind of looking at me funny like, why the hell would I have a subscription to a load board if I'm not getting loads? Right? You're, you're, I'm getting that deer in the headlight look. I have subscriptions to two, used to be three. Any idea why? How else will I learn? How do you think you're going to learn? Osmosis? Think you're going to absorb it just because you're in the industry? You've, the information is out there. 250,000 loads a day on some of these boards. If you studied those load boards for an hour a day, 15 minutes a day, do you think you would start understanding more about rates and lanes than you know right now? It's a very, and then people will go, oh, you know, come on, they're 40 bucks a month for one of those subscriptions. $40 a month, I don't need any loads, why would I pay that? That's a pretty darn cheap education. Get in there and start using them. I use them all the time. I mean, I, I, will, I will go in and create my own homework. Like, somebody give me a city that's just notorious for low freight rates coming out. Miami. Denver. De uh, I'm glad you said Denver. Last year at the CMC, I took that on as a challenge because I lived in Denver for a while. And it is notoriously lousy to get out of Denver with anything paying decent. So my challenge was, could I live in Denver 
as an owner-operator with my own authority and make a reasonable rate per mile and get home fairly often. Because it'd be easy if I said, all right, I'm going to leave Denver in January and I'm not coming back till October. <laughs> so I got it down to home every weekend. Like six days on probably is what it was going to take me, but home every weekend. And I could sometimes get home during the middle of the week for a day or so. That was my challenge. And could I beat $1.50 a mile? All miles. Not loaded mile. Every mile I put on the truck when I left the house. And it took me about three days to sit down and figure out some consistent loads that I could leave Denver, get to, and I don't remember the details. I have them all. The people in the CMC last year saw it. Got out of Denver, got to Kansas City, Kansas City to Dallas, Dallas back to somewhere else, and then back to Denver. Short, quick, in and out, reasonably good paying. Some of them were horrible. Some of those loads in there were the ones that somebody would say, oh, that's cheap freight, I'm not pulling that. Well, how cheap is it when I'm getting out of Denver, notoriously bad, getting home once a week and breaking $1.50 a mile? Now, the freight wasn't quite consistent enough that I could do it every time. I found another lane to fill in when I needed to. Because if I got to a week, couldn't find one of those loads, I had another option. It was actually up to like Seattle, which really seems crazy because that's another place that's tough to get out of a lot of times. But I put together some freight going in and out of Denver, up into the Pacific Northwest and coming back. So throughout the year, I even looked seasonally. Is this going to hold out? Went back and checked historically. Is this going to hold out or is it going to fizzle out in three months? And I put a lot of work into it. I mean, when I say three days, it was like three 12-hour days. That's what I did. I sat at my desk and I went through load after load after load and lane after lane after lane, thinking, how, where can I go? If I leave Denver, where do I need to get to you know, at a decent rate? Then where can I go? Do you think you're going to learn that stuff overnight? No. I've been doing rates and lanes for a long time, and I had to sit there for three days. But would that have been worth it? To say, hey, look, I'd really like to live in Denver. It's a beautiful part of the country, but rates are horrible. I want to be home every week, but that's probably out of the question. It's not. If you put the work and the time and the effort and you learn this stuff, that's when you get to make the choices. That's what's life-changing about having strategies like this and working on them, and not just tactics. Three hours a week, would that be too much? Let me tell you the two, we talk a lot in this industry about all the tough parts of the industry, right? We're away from home, we're away from our family, food's lousy, it's hard to stay healthy in a truck, the government's regulating us to death. I mean, could we go on and on and on about all the bad things in our industry? How about two really good ones? Two really good things about this industry that I identified early on and changed everything for me. I already told you what one of them was. You have 70 hours a week to learn. Nobody has 70 hours a week to learn. You do. You'd have to be unemployed to have more than that. You get to make money and learn 70 hours a week. Don't, don't skip that opportunity. I can't tell you how big that is. Here's the other one, though. Are you away from home a lot? When you're at home, how many of you ever worked an eight-hour day and been home every night? Normal job, eight, ten, even 12 hours, whatever, but you go home every night. What happens when you get home? There's always about a hundred other things to do, aren't there? 
The kids need help with their homework. The car needs fixed. The garage needs swept out. There's a PTA meeting. There's soccer practice. There's always something when you're at home, right? Our lives, if you have a normal job, are busier than ever. So you go to work eight or ten hours, you commute an hour and a half, you get home, you do a couple things, you fall exhausted into bed, you get back up and you do it again. That doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. I'd almost rather be back in the truck. Because what happens when you're on the road and you put in your 11 or 12 or 13 hours total day and you're done? Are there any other distractions? It's almost nothing, right? In fact, some people think that's the downside. They're bored. What am I going to do? Could we use that time to work on some of these things? So stop looking at it as such a horrible lifestyle and a disadvantage. It can be. You'll get what you find if that's what you're looking for. You'll get it. But you'll also get this if you start looking for it. This is a time to study and learn and put our strategy together and, and learn better tactics. Three hours a week is not too much. There, there are some new products coming along with averages and that kind of... There are also a lot of tools in these load boards where you can go in and see historical averages, highs and lows. Sometimes you have to pay more for the subscription to get to that, but I just want you to get started. Get in there, start looking. There are some free load boards. I mean, wherever you have to start, go start somewhere. We are working directly with Transcore, who runs Trucker's Edge. I was just out with the, in a meeting with them last week. And we're going to start putting together some products for this kind of stuff to help people get in, learn this kind of stuff. They're, they're asking us, what, what kind of tools does that one truck owner operator need? What could we provide them better than what we're doing now? So we're working with them. Customer service. This is the next part of your strategy. How many of you, when you think of customer service, really, really outstanding customer service. How many of you think of companies like Apple? No? Really? One of the top in the world. Maybe you haven't dealt with them enough. Somebody tell me a, co a company you do think of as really outstanding customer service. Singapore Airlines. There's an unusual one. But if you've flown on them and you've experienced that, then you know. It, speaking of airlines, companies like Southwest. Southwest is, is more a, of a budget airline, not, not quite as much anymore. Fantastic customer service. Great policies that make it really easy to do business with them. Everything they do is the opposite of what every other airline did for years. Every other airline, you buy a ticket, you need to change your flight, too bad you're screwed, we're going to charge you hundreds of dollars. Southwest, you buy a ticket, you want to change it, no, we change it, it doesn't cost you anything. It, it's just really good customer service. How, how about some other ones? Don't you guys deal with good companies? The Four Seasons Hotel. Four Seasons. Fantastic. Customer service in the world. Yeah. Do you know good customer service when you see it? Is it an absolutely different experience? Here's the thing. When it happens, don't you almost fall out of your chair? Yeah, when you get that outstanding customer service, don't you almost fall out of it? You almost want to thank them. I almost want to send them more money. Can I pay you more? It was so nice. It shouldn't be that way, though. We should be surprised when we get bad service, not good service. We've become so used to bad service that we get shocked when we get the good service. So, 
thinking of these companies where you've had a really good customer service experience, how many of you immediately said, ha, ah, the post office? <laughs> no? I wasn't one of them? Read the book. Read the book. You'll be surprised. I won't give away the ending. Fuel mileage and maintenance, this has got to be a part of your big strategy. Two very large expenses that you have tons of control over and can really add to the bottom line. It has to be part of your everyday strategy. Thanks again to Firestone, Rider Vehicle Systems, and Shell Rotella for sponsoring Overdrive's Partners in Business program.